Welcome to the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about co-parenting, separation, divorce, and the hardest question of all, should you stay or should you go? I'm Kate Anthony, your Divorce Survival Guide, and I'm here to help you navigate some of the roughest waters you've ever swum in and answer some of your toughest questions. I've been to hell and back, and now it's my mission in life to help you get to the other side of this process with your sanity and your heart intact. Hey everyone, it's me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it feels like it's been forever since I've done a solo episode for sure. And it feels like it's been forever since I have connected with you guys personally. Um, It has been quite the shit show of a couple of months. And I feel like I'm finally coming around and um, I feel like we're all coming around, right? I think my life has probably mirrored your life in some way in 2020, which has mirrored the national story in 2020. And it's just, it feels like there's so many parallels running, right? I mean, I think you guys know that I was planning on going on my cross-country road trip. And the day I was leaving, the very day, um, everything was in the car. One of my dogs was in the car and my other dog ran out into the street to um, bark wildly at a much larger dog who attacked her. Um, and it was it was brutal and it was awful and she's okay, but it was, you know, emergency surgery, $7,000 later, hello, you know, canceled my trip, didn't get to see my dad, on and on and on and on. Um, and then as soon as that, as soon as she got better, um, I discovered that, you know, I'd been sick for a really long time. And I think I told you guys this a while ago um, about how sick I'd been. And we found out it was, um, I had a B12 deficiency and started getting B12 shots and I wasn't getting better. <laughs> Those B12 shots are great, but they didn't fix it. And it turned out that I had mold poisoning. So I had to move out of my house for 10 days. (laughs) I mean, and I could go on. Like, there's just so much more that has gone on. And it's just been insane. And I got back in my house. I had an episode of vertigo. And that got better. And then we had the election. And I feel like everything is moving along um, in in the direction that, um, quite honestly, I feel like is is healing for me personally, um, physically, and for us nationally. I've been having so many conversations and you guys know, I I posted this on my Instagram and I I had this woman reach out to me and she said (laughs) in my, in my private messages on Facebook, and she said, um, bummer. I was all excited to check out the Divorce Survival Guide and hopefully connect with you. I'm a family law attorney, but the political stuff was a deal breaker. And I got to tell you guys, first of all, you know, I'm like, I'm so sensitive. So when people say things like that to me that are like, I mean, it's clearly meant to be hurtful. It's like, well, what's your point? Like, what if you didn't like it, then you could have scrolled by, but instead you had to like come here and shame me, right? And my first response to that um, because of my history and my trauma and, you know, my codependency is that I get, I get shamed. I'm immediately like, I did something wrong. And then because of the amount of healing work that I have done and the recovery work I've done, my next response is, fuck you. 
And then I process it and I actually come up with an eloquent response, which I'm actually going to read to you guys right now. And I said, I'm not sure about the purpose of your message. If it's to shame me for my political posts on my personal Facebook page, it's pretty inappropriate. If you're interested in what I do business-wise, head on over to my business page, but you'll find politics there too, because there is no difference in my book. I work in women's empowerment, which means that I work in the feminist space. And feminism's design is to smash the patriarchy, which has its roots deeply entrenched in white supremacy. The current and soon to be obsolete presidential administration has been upholding white supremacy for four years now, and I couldn't be happier that it's over. So for me, there's no difference. It's all part and parcel. I work with women to help them extricate themselves from toxic abusers, and I do the same work on the political stage for America. If we disagree, that's fine. But please don't send me a message out of the blue to try to shame me for expressing myself both personally and professionally. You can simply scroll on by. And you know what I didn't say was, y'all, like, this is what I'm fighting against, right? This, this kind of toxic shame. Like, come on now. Um, never heard back from her. <laughs> so there you have it. Obviously not someone I want to collaborate with, but I, I say that I'm reading that to you because I want you to understand that when I, when I get political on this podcast, when I get political on my Instagram page, when I get political on my, you know, on my business Facebook page and on my personal page, I am really political. It's because it matters. It's because it's all the same. It's because the fact that America is now extricating itself from a relationship with a toxic abuser. That's what's been happening. And there are so many of us, you know, we're being so gaslit now. Now we're being told that we have to um, sort of, you know, get on board. And, and now we have to mend fences and reach across the aisle and, you know, and not get, not be mad, <laughs> right? Or, or get over it. Or, um, uh, now we have to make peace. <laughs> this is exactly what we hear over and over and over again in our relationships. You guys tell me these stories every fucking day. Every day in my Facebook group, I hear women saying, you know, my, I went to therapy with my husband after he'd been cheating on me for three years. And then he told me that, that to just get over it. Um, or like they didn't go to therapy and they were, or the therapist says, you know, we should just move on. Like he said, he's sorry. That's not how this works. That's literally not how this works. Toxic abuse takes a long time to heal from. And you sure as hell don't heal from it by pretending it never happened. People have to be held accounted, accountable for their actions, right? And if someone really truly wants forgiveness, they need to earn it, right? I have a podcast episode on this um, called No One is Entitled to Your Forgiveness, right? So it doesn't matter how sorry they are. It, it, you still don't have to forgive them, right? So we're not going to just turn around and be like, oh, okay, to the 55% of white women, more than last time, um, who voted to uphold white supremacy while black and brown people and LGBTQ people in our country are being murdered every day. 
No, I'm not going to just turn around and turn a blind eye and be like, oh, that's okay. Like, no, it's not. It's not okay. And it's, again, it is the same thing that is playing out in so many marriages that I hear about. So many marriages. So, you know, if you want us to, and this is, you know, I, there's a, there's a meme that I think I'm posting on Instagram today, which is, you know, watch out in the coming days for the abuser's playbook. This is it. This is the abuser's playbook requests for unity and forgiveness without any apology or acknowledgement of harms caused, followed by blaming anyone who doesn't want to make nice with those who've caused pain. That's not how it works. We don't just turn around and and forgive people who have deliberately abused us. I don't know if you guys have been watching, um, you know, I got really, I get really fascinated by um, sort of yeah, cult. <laughs> I spent my life watching true crime and sort of um, cult documentaries, right? And so the latest, of course, is the Nexium uh, documentary series. And I, I watched the one on HBO called The Vow, which is really interesting. Ultimately, I don't, it's not that, it's not, it's not mind blowing. It's not, it's not amazing, but I do think that it's sort of like required watching before watching the really good one, which is on stars. And you can literally sign up for a free seven day trial just to watch it <laughs> through Amazon. Um, and it's called, um, seduction or seduced. I think it's called seduced. Holy crap, you guys. That one, I'm going to try and get some of these therapists onto the podcast to interview. I want to do a series um, on domestic violence in the next couple of months. And I think that the, the way that cults operate are exactly the same as the way it, you, they use the same coercive control tactics, right? And one of the things I found really interesting is that in The, um, in the Vow, the one on HBO, uh, this guy, Mark, he says who's really sort of like the star of this, of the documentary. Um, he says, you know, nobody, nobody sets out to join a cult, right? That, that's not, nobody sets out to get involved in a, an abusive relationship. That's not what happens. What happens is that because of partly our attachment styles and our, um, conditioning around love and attention from early childhood, we are more vulnerable and susceptible to toxic relationships. But man, do they groom us, you know, and we are, we are victims. We're victims of toxic abuse. And, you know, when we cease to be a victim is when we see it and we can, and we, you know, and, and we turn it around and we use it on other people. You know, like in, in, in cults is very, very often what happens. And that, that, that's even, you know, you're even a victim in that place, right? Because abusers abuse. And sometimes the only way that you feel that you can have any control is to sort of exert it over somebody else when you've lost it so deeply for yourself. And that's, a, that is also, you know, how abusers, the abused victims of abuse function. Um, and you can see that played out in the Nexium sort of situation, <laughs> the way that that cult functioned. But, you know, it's, I'm just sort of watching all of these things play out and, and just noticing all of the parallels. And I think that one of the most, the sort of source, right, if you can, like, the boil it down to the root, and it's this, this 
coercive control. And coercive control is a form of domestic violence. It, it's like the, the seedling um, of where all uh, domestic abuse begins, whether that's physical violence or emotional abuse, psychological abuse, um, financial abuse, right? It's all in this um, coercive control. Um, and I actually want to pull up the definition of coercive control for you here. Okay, so on medical news today, it's just the first thing that came up, coercive control refers to a pattern of controlling behaviors that create an unequal power dynamic in a relationship. These behaviors give the perpetrator power over their partner, making it difficult for them to leave. Sometimes coercive control can escalate into physical abuse. However, when it, even when it does not escalate, coercive control is a form of emotional abuse that can cause psychological trauma. So I want you to sort of think about that from the perspective of, you know, your relationships, um, your marriage. If you are in an emotionally abusive relationship, like where has the power dynamic shifted, right? Where do you not have power? A, you know, a sort of obvious and, um, you know, more overt form of coercive control can be financial abuse, right? Withholding of money. Um, <laughs> interestingly enough, this is one of the things that, um, the Nexium, uh, the head of Nexium, uh, Keith Ranieri did with Alison Mack, who was, um, a pretty famous actress who, um, was just convicted of sex trafficking alongside him, you know, and what, and she was not being paid for the work that she was doing for her company. And his control was to not pay her, <laughs> um, until she brought more members under her umbrella. Right. So that's coercive control. She couldn't pay her fucking bills. Right. How does that play out in your relationship? How does that play out in intimate partner violence when you have no control for money? You know, are you getting an allowance? Are you told that, you know, you only have so much money to spend? And then is that money withheld if you don't sort of comply to whatever rules and regulations are being set out? I've seen, you know, I've heard lots of women in my Facebook group who have, have discovered that they have cameras all over their house, right? They're being monitored. I mean, that's, that's some abusive shit, y'all. Um, and look at how that control obviously is being played out on the national stage, right? Like, oh my God, the, we have a deadly pandemic that's raging across the country and you know, so, and the president kind of holds the power in keeping us alive right now. And he's not doing it, right? Because we're not complying because we're not, we don't love him enough. We're not obeying him. We're not feeding his narcissism, his deep malignant narcissism, you know? And then he says like, well, you know, I'm not gonna, if you're not gonna vote for me, then I'm just gonna leave the country. Bye. But that's meant to be a threat, by the way. <laughs> My, you know, my point here in all of this is that I think right now things are about to get a lot more dangerous in a lot of um, areas. Um, as soon as a narcissistic abuser starts to feel like they're losing control, they escalate 
and they ramp up their control. This is why um, 75% of intimate partner uh, murders occur when someone tries to leave. This is why you need to have a solid exit plan with a um, with your local uh, domestic violence shelter. Um, I wish that I had all of the ways to make these plans um, for you uh, virtually, but it has to be individual. It has to be within your state. It has to be within your community. Um, but if you, you know, call the domestic violence hotline, they will put you in touch with your local uh, place. <laughs> and, you know, you can get on that website. That's thehotline.org. And that is, you know, right away, thehotline.org, you go there, there is a, you know, you can call. Um, it's 800-799-7233. Um, and there's, you know, so, so much information there that really needs to be shared. Um, but, you know, we are, we are leaving an abusive malignant narcissist. And I think the next couple of months are going to get a little bit um, scary and they're probably going to get scary for, um, in particular, those who are more marginalized among us. We've got, you know, black and brown communities, LGBTQ communities. They're in, in a lot of danger right now. And we have got to work hard to protect people who are in danger. Those of us, you know, with the privilege of being white, um, and, uh, you know, having more resources, it's going to be our job to help protect those um, who are in danger. And, you know, I take my, my job and my work in that arena very, very fucking seriously. Um, that's why I talk to you guys about it, because I think the education factor, it is important to see these things and make these connections and connect these dots. And, um, you know, this is how I use my voice. This is how I use my privilege. And it is how, you know, I want you to take this, this message and fucking spread it, <laughs> you know, as far and wide as you can. Not for me, right? Not for my own, you know, glorification, but, you know, share this podcast episode. Sure. Just, or share just the message. I don't care. I want people to be safe. I want women to be safe. I want, um, I want, um, you know, black, indigenous people of color to in this country to be safe. You know, I will never know what it's like to walk down the street and fear for my life because of the color of my skin. I absolutely know what it's like to walk down the street and fear for my life because I'm a woman. To take that another level, because there are places and spaces where I'm completely safe, where black and brown people are never safe. So we have to understand and acknowledge those differences and those privileges and work to help and support others um, in this. You know, and this is what I do in my Facebook group as much as I possibly can. I mean, there are women in there that I am talking to, you know, every day. Um, and this is this is the work that I do for free. <laughs> um, because there are people who, you know, are in these situations, in these very dangerous situations that can't afford to hire a coach, right? Who can't af afford a lot of the services that I, that I provide. And so I do work to do as much as I can for free for people who are in danger. So, you know, if you are in danger and you don't know where to go and you don't know what to do, reach out to me. You can uh, DM me on Instagram. It's always a good place. You can post in my 
Facebook group. If you're in my Facebook group, uh, you can always post in there, tag me. And that community is amazing. Truly amazing. There's so much love and support in there. I do not stand for any of the usual shit that goes down in Facebook groups or certainly in divorce groups. There's no mail bashing. There's no calling the other woman whore. Like none of it, none of it. I will not stand for it. Um, it, this group is about support and unity and it's pretty, it's a pretty fucking amazing place to be. So get in touch with me if you need help. You know, I'm seeing also play out a lot right now is women who, um, you know, were coerced into voting in a way that they didn't want to vote. That's supposed to be a private thing. Supposed to be a personal thing. And that's fucked up, you know, or people who voted the opposite way, but can't tell, (laughs) right? That is coercive control. If you can't tell your partner how you voted, if you can't just walk out the door and be like, hey, honey, I'm going to vote and have them be like, okay, great, enjoy. You know, I had people in my Facebook group who said that they, that when they, that they were given a 20 minute lecture before they went to vote. What the fuck is that? that? This person is not your parent. They're supposed to be your partner. If you don't have a partner, then, you know, it's not really a marriage. Certainly not a healthy one. As you can tell, I got my fire back, y'all. I don't feel like I'm dying. The mold is out of my house. (laughs) I am starting on the path of healing. I'm working with a functional medicine doctor. And today is the first day that I feel like I am back on fire. So uh, I hope you heard that in this episode. (laughs) And look for it uh, in the weeks to come, in the months to come. I've got new programs coming out. I've got all sorts of content coming out. Now that I feel like I'm unstuck, uh, the floodgates are going to open and I, you know, I'm not holding back y'all. I'm just not because fuck it, right? Fuck it. There's too much at stake. There's too much at stake for you in your life, in your livelihood, in your, you know, your being. There's too much at stake for us as a country, as a nation, um, here in the U S if you're listening to this and, and you're not in the U S like, oh my God, bear with us. We're coming back. we're coming back. I swear. I love that all the other countries like set off fireworks for us and we're like welcoming us back and that, you know, I feel like we are, um, you know, we're the, we're the victims of, of toxic abuse and the rest of the country was holding their breath to find out if we were finally going to break up with our abuser or not. And we did. It was touch and go there for a minute, man. Tuesday night, I was a fucking wreck because I thought, oh my God, we're, we're choosing this again. We're choosing this again. And the, re- the rest of the world is just going to wash its hands of us. Um, but we didn't choose it again. We didn't. And you know, if you or anyone, you know, subscribes to the conspiracy theories that are abounding and are calling for a revote, um, check yourself, check your history, check your, your facts. There's no such thing as a revote that doesn't, that doesn't exist. Recounts can happen. Absolutely. Totally legal. Um, there was no voter fraud. There was certainly nothing widespread enough that would have skewed the vote in the ways that it has. There are plenty of very reliable news outlets out there that will give you um, the facts about the counting, how it was done, how it is being done. And please, you guys, please check your sources because some of this conspiracy uh, shit going around, look, you know, sometimes so, <laughs> they said it to us four years ago, you know, sometimes you lose and like, that's just the deal. 
here we are. Um, it's our turn now. Um, and it was all on the up and up and it was all legal. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say other than um, I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> I really do. I like, I, I am so moved that 40,000 people a month right now listen to my podcast. And that's just, that's just, holy moly, holy moly. Um, I'm blown away, truly, truly blown away. And we're making changes. We're doing this. We're part of the revolution. It starts at home. It starts, it, it starts within you. It truly, truly starts within you. And then you bring that to your home and your relationships, and then we can bring it into the world. But it truly starts with you. And I want all of you to be doing the work to heal it within yourself. Do the work, you know, take one of my programs. Um, I just want to let you know that Rooted is actually going to be discontinued by the end of the year. Um, Rooted is really just the first module of should I stay or should I go? And I just feel like the should I stay or should I go program in and of itself as a whole entity, um, it's going to get a bit of a revamp. Um, by the end of the year, I hope God help me now that I'm on back on fire. <laughs> that's the plan. So all of that, I think that work is important to be done all together. I think rooted takes you to a, to a place, but it, God, you need to go further. So take a look for in it. Listen, if you, if you want to get that, if you want that, that sort of smaller bite-sized chunk, get that soon. Um, it's $197. You can break it up into two payments. Um, we'll throw it in the show notes. But if you want access to that, get it now. You won't lose access to it, but I won't be selling it anymore by the end of the year. Or get into my full program, Should I Stay or Should I Go? And the price of that is going to be going up when I revamp the whole thing again by the end of the year. So Should I Stay or Should I Go is like, it's, God, it's so robust and it's such a great program. <laughs> and um, so if you want that, great. Uh, I am always available for private coaching. I mean, not always, <laughs> within reason. Um, but right now I have some, a couple of spots open for private coaching. And if you want to go down that route, um, go to my website, kateanthony.com slash private coaching. And if you, if you go to my website right now and it's kateanthony.com, click on work with me and there's a drop down. Um, and I say this because <laughs> I want you to do the work. It's not enough to listen to podcasts and read the books. You've got to do the work on yourself. You have got to, got to, got to be an active participant in changing um, the systems and behaviors and patterns in your own life so that you can uh, change them for your children so that they do not repeat these patterns because they will if you don't, so that you don't repeat these patterns in your own life because if you don't do the work, you will repeat these patterns. And so that we can then heal all of the systems, the broken systems, the patriarchal systems, the white supremacy systems that our entire fucking culture rests on. That's the foundation that it rests on. We've got to dismantle that. Um, but we got to do the work on ourselves first. There you go. That's your call to action. If you're inspired, let's, let's get to work. Let's fucking do this. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in and leave me a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Divorce Survival Guide. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, you, my love, deserve to be happy.